Welcome to another Caring Support Podcast. This week, I have somebody really special on here. I really love this person. She's amazing. You can even see the book behind her and a great art picture that she's got behind it. She painted herself is really awesome. And her name is Kathy Alvarez. So, Kathy, if you could just take a minute to please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Thanks, James, and thanks for having me. Uh, so my name is Kathy Alvarez. I live in the United States in Connecticut. I've been a nurse for over 20 years in a variety of different fields. Uh, started off in progressive care, cardiac nursing. Um, found myself struggling to manage the workload, family life, things like that and thought about leaving the nurse per nursing profession early in my career. Um, but fortunately, I found a program on holistic nursing and holistic nursing focuses on self-care for the nurse, self-reflection. Um, we're only as good to our patients as we are to ourselves. So it really changed my nursing trajectory. Um, after becoming board certified in holistic nursing, I then became a nurse manager and was practicing what I preached about supporting my staff's well-being throughout the workday. And as a result, my staff had really good engagement. We had really low turnover. Patient satisfaction scores were great, which then led me into, well, there's something about this. What else can I do? So I moved into nursing education and was doing retreats at the hospital I was working for called Nurture the Nurse Retreats, supporting nurse well-being, self-care. And then transitioned from that into having my own uh, business called Replenish at Work, which is co-founded with my business partner, Pam Mulligan. So I've been in a variety of different nursing roles from management to education. So my really heart and soul is into helping and support nurses and healthcare providers to take care of themselves at work. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and, you know, this is going to be a topic I love because I'm a big advocate of emotional intelligence. But, you know, I also caring support our whole team and 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 the lovely Callie that's on the call with me. She's going to, of course, take over on the podcast and I'm just going to fill in stuff. So, um, Kathy, welcome. And thank you for being here. And this is uh, this is such a great subject because we do live in a world of such massive disengagement. And and I think it's it's it's, you know, healthcare. Which, which kind of unfortunate is the number one industry for looking after people can sometimes be the worst at looking after its own. And that's really, I think it's just so caught up in what they're doing, right? So right. I'm gonna let, Ka uh, Kelly's gonna ask the questions and I'm just gonna sit and listen. Okay, go Great. ahead, Kelly. Thank you. So you had quite the big nursing career and that career inspired you to create the Replenish at Work program. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about what that program is and maybe go a little bit deeper into what inspired that program. Yeah, so um, the Replenish at Work program is like a rapid response approach to nurse or caregiver well-being. Um, the, the theory behind it was both Pam and myself had struggled with um, emotional exhaustion, you know, what we thought was burnout at the time. And so we wanted to help support nurses utilizing tools that we had learned. So I have a background in education. Pam has a background. She's also a nurse, but is also an integrative health coach. So we wanted to combine a little bit of content and coaching to help support nurses. But what we realized, both being nurses, is that many organizations are supporting well-being. They're trying to have you know, rejuvenation rooms that nurses can go to with a massage chair, or, you know, we have yoga at this time during the day, or you can call in for a meditation, but let's be honest, a lot of nurses can't do it. 
Um, and if they don't value self-care, they don't really understand what it is and that we're worthy enough, they're not going to go to that room. And so what we do with Replenish at Work is it's this rapid response on the unit approach to nurse well-being. So simple tools, practices that nurses can identify what they need to be well and engage in while at work. Because, you know, we know as nurses, it's really rare if we eat, drink, go to the bathroom in 12 hours. And many of us think that's self-care. But eating, drinking, going to the bathroom are basic human needs. And so we wanted to um, identify quick micro restorative practices that nurses can engage in, self-identify what they need to be well, because we all know meditation is good for you, yoga is good for you, but if it's not meaningful to you, you're not going to engage in it. And so it's helping nurses self-identify quickly what they need to be well and engaging in practices to restore. Wow. Amazing. That's really great. And I think I think everybody needs to hear this, but certainly uh, right. frontline healthcare workers and nurses in particular. And, you know, it, it's interesting with caring support. You know, when we do all our podcasts, we talk to tons of different nurses and so many of them are talking about this. And and I and, you know, I think there's sometimes this big divide between, you know, what's going on in healthcare as opposed to how are we really looking after you know, the people that work with us and in amongst ourselves um, and how we can help them. So uh, kudos to you and your business partner for uh, doing this. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So James, I just, I have to ask, like, where's, where's my massage chair? How do I get <laughs> one of those? <laughs> I feel like that should be, I mean, a requirement at this point that <laughs> it would be great, right? <laughs> So you had mentioned that a lot of nurses, you know, they, they're running off their feet. So they, for whatever reason, they've made a connection that, oh, if I get to go to the bathroom today, that's my self-care. And truth be told, like, when you look at our pyramid of needs, that is, that is a baseline, like, human need just to function. That's not a self-care thing. Like, going to the bathroom, eating, drinking water, um, having a connection with people, those are baseline human needs, not just right. self-care things. So yeah, there is a huge importance um, when it comes to self-care. How important is it to find self-care at work? Uh, and then what would some of those self-care things be that healthcare workers could be doing while they are at work to ensure that they're meeting their base needs, obviously, but they're also feeling uh, good when they go home? Right. So self-care is so important in work. And I think self-care, you know, over the course of the past couple of years has gotten like a bad rap because when we think self-care, you think I'm going to go get a massage or a pedicure. Yeah. And those are really great. But like you feel great in that moment. The next day, yeah. your, your back doesn't feel as good. Right. So I think we have to reframe how we're determining the word self-care. And so I think it's um, self-care can be as simple as saying no. It can be as simple as saying, I need help right now at work. I'm drowning. I have a lot of things going on. Can somebody help me? So I think we have to reframe the terminology of self-care. Like, yes, it is self-care. I want to care for myself, but we need to self-reflect on what we need. And so how does that look at work? Um, Pam and I have what's called a need assessment, and it's just three simple questions you can ask yourself during the day. The challenge is you have to get present enough because oftentimes we're running, we're multitasking, right. we're mindlessly going through work. 
So a lot of what we talk about is like, how can we become more mindful during the work? You're not going to sit and do like, you know, a meditation right away. That's not going to be possible. But how can I just quickly get into my body to be present, to identify what I need? And then when I identify what do I need, it's individual and I can go and I can do that. And it could be something as simple as, okay, I realize I need a drink of water or my back is bothering me. I might need to stretch or I just had a really difficult encounter. I need to acknowledge with some self-compassion that was really difficult. Maybe I need to call somebody or talk to somebody um, on the unit. So it's really important and it's individualized. So what I like to think of the easiest simple self-care practice that anyone can start infusing right now is think about how many times you disinfect your hands with either the Purell sanitizer or hand wash. You're doing that millions of times during the day as a nurse. So that always, even before a patient encounter, is a quick moment to just slow down as you're feeling the hand wash on. Okay, I'm checking in. Maybe I take a breath. How am I feeling right now in this moment? Maybe what is my emotion? This goes back to the emotional intelligence, which I'm really big on too, James. And that's one of our key pillars that we teach. Like, how am I feeling? What is my emotion? What do I need right now to be well? How is my physical body? And then once we've identified how I am, what I need, okay, I can engage in something. Maybe it's as simple as stepping into the stairwell and just breathing for two minutes. You know, I tell nurses a lot of times, you don't have a half hour to go meditate or to do these things. So what can I do? Maybe it's I go into the break room and I hit my timer on my phone for a minute. And I just, I'm just there and I'm present and I'm focusing on my breathing. So it's individualized, which is what I think is different about our program as opposed to other programs. It's, it's like you as the individual know what you need to be well. I can tell you, I can offer you options, but only you know what you need, right? And so how can we get you to a space to one, identify what you need and to be okay giving yourself permission to engage in something quickly to restore? Yeah, it's a very good point, Kathy. You know, one of the things that I think happens with a lot of people is when they're immersed in the situation and everything, I, I can tell you, like my main business partner, Joseph, great guy, love him like a brother. And he he often will leave the house and get out because he's admits stuff and it's constant bang, 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 bang. And just like, hey, I need to get out. I need a change of scenery. I need a breath of fresh air. I need, you know, something that's just going to help ground me and center me and bring me back to some kind of I don't know what the word is there, normalcy or something, but right. um, you, this is so important. And so, you know, I think with us, when we love to do these kinds of podcasts, we we just want to make people aware of the importance of these kinds of things, because we really respect, appreciate, and love what our healthcare workers are doing uh, on a daily basis. And, but we also want to rally behind them. And I think it's only common sense that someone needs to step in the stairwell, as you say, or go outside for a minute if they can, or whatever that's saying, hey, I need to, you know, just be away from the scene for a minute. Because right. sometimes things do get extremely overwhelming. Yeah. Right. right. And that's why we've kind of termed it a need. And it's an acronym for noticing how you're feeling evaluating, okay, where am I at, executing a plan, and then yeah. the debris afterwards is like, well, how did that feel? Because, you know, you get that intrinsic motivator, okay, I took care of myself for a minute and nothing happened to my patients and everybody was fine. I like this feeling, I wanna do it again. And so our hope is that I have a need 
becomes something that's normalized on the floor that people who are working, you know, if you say to me, James, I have a need right now, okay, I can help you go take a break for, for a couple minutes and engage in something you need to restore. Yeah, well, we've all, all heard the old analogy that when you get on the airplane and the, the flight attendants start talking about, you know, in the event of emergency, and they always say, put on your mask first before you help anyone else. And really, yeah. I always tell people this is true across the board. It's like we, you have to be okay before you're going to continue to put out so much to help other people, right. because you're going to be emotionally exhausted, worn out, physically, mentally, and like I said, emotionally. So, yeah, right. I get it. Yeah, you've worked with uh, quite a few healthcare organizations in the states to improve their workplaces. Can you tell us about? one of your most impactful and memorable cases where your Replenish at Work program was successful? Yeah, so I think the the first time Pam and I got together to, to pilot this, we were at uh, Yale New Haven Hospital, which is one of the largest hospitals in the Northeast. And uh, we were in the cardiac uh, thoracic ICU. So CTICU, surgery, high intensity, you know, patients are very sick, the sickest patients in the hospital. And we were asked to go in because the staff was really experiencing a lot of stress, moral injury, you know, turnover. And uh, it was really rewarding because we really just brought them in for 15 minutes. We we brought them in, got them present. How are you feeling? What do you need? Okay, some of them really just needed water. Some of them were like, my back is bothering me. I really just need to stretch. But what was really impactful about that is we noticed that their perceived stress levels went down. But the most important thing was that they felt that they were being heard. Right. They felt that administrative actually cared about their well-being to have somebody like Pam and I come in to not only allow them the space to think about what they need, but to make it okay for them to talk to us about what their challenges are, you know, what they need as far as a unit to engage in self-care. And uh, it, it was just really just so impactful because the nurses were just so thankful. Like they really felt like administration really cares about our well-being. Um, and so that was like really important. Like, yes, the perceived stress, but I think just connecting with peers. And I think that's another thing that's so um, great about Pam and I, we're both nurses and she comes from like a transplant procurement ICU background and I have progressive care background. So both of us being nurses, completely understand the needs of our peers. So, you know, I think we can form these connections with one another that other people can't um, because we're peers on a level where, you know, we understand and we can support you. Yeah, awesome. You know, I was gonna say, Kathy, you know, we create an innovative job matchup platform. So, we, so we're always working with HR. And one of the things I'm always saying to people or asking them, I said, you know, when you lose people and if you're having a retention turnover problem, you know, what's that look like? And most of the time people come back and they say things like, well, they left because of the money. And I'm like, well, how do you know that? And they go, well, you know, it's that, that's an assumption. Because a lot of places aren't doing stay interviews. They're not doing things that are finding out where are you at. And I'm saying, so the old adage of people don't leave a bad company, they leave a bad boss, generally is true. It's the fact that if people just actually in leadership realize, look, these people are, uh, that I've got working with me are so laden with so much burden, so much stuff, and the care of other people constantly. What can I do 
to make a difference. Well, they'll go, well, I don't understand this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. That's just time to bring in a consultant. This is time to bring in someone like you right. who can say, hey, we can help here. And you're going like, look, folks, you know, this is such an important expense because losing people is way more expensive. Right. And right? that's kind of where where Pam and I are at, you know, um, in the, in the states here, the cost to train a new nurse is anywhere from 65,000 US dollars to 80 for one new nurse. So yeah. if you can retain even one nurse, you're saving that much more. And to your point, like nurses, yes, money money is sometimes an issue, but I think the bigger thing is nurses want to feel seen and heard. They want to be able to safely provide care to their patients. They want to be able to take a break you know, without feeling guilty. They want to be able to provide the best care that they can. And when they feel like, you know, organizations are able to support that, they will stay. Yeah, They will, you know. Yeah. You see, one of the biggest differences here, a lot of times people will say to me like, well, this is what we're always doing in our business, James. I, I sometimes, I said, I get that. But are you in the uh, constantly mired in the health of people and giving and giving and giving and giving? And like, are you doing that all the time? No. See, this is what makes them different. And, you know, so we have to really be mindful. Everybody wants to be heard, respected and seen and appreciated. And they should be. Right. That's what we do at Caring Support. Everybody on the team is feel free to contribute. Say what you got to say. Not this yes or no, sir, crap. Right. Like just be open and honest. Let's be creative. Let's really help. Right. So, right. yeah, totally can relate. Yeah. So you are in the States. Um, We're in Canada. We haven't quite crossed over that way yet. Um, so your Replenish at Work program, is it available to Canadian organization, organizations? How can they contact you? Or do you come up here? Have you worked with Canadian companies before? Yeah, so we're definitely available um, anywhere. The beauty about our program is we can travel and do things live in person. We can also host programs live on Zoom and uh, working on the options of like recorded program that can be embedded into like LMS systems. So interestingly enough too, Pam, my business partner is from Canada. She uh, is a Canadian citizen. So she's around the Toronto area where she's yeah. originally from, but we are, we are open to, um, you know, any, avenue of nursing even healthcare providers it's not just strictly nursing as well you know our goal is really to just help healthcare professionals take care of themselves so you can definitely reach out and contact me um hopefully my email will be in the notes as far as our links but um it's kathy at replenish mbs for mindbodyspirit.com um, but you could also dm me on our social networks as well and we also have a scheduling page link on our website replenishatwork.com Awesome. It sounds like you've said that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, Cassie. This has been really great. Uh, and I and I want to make sure if Kelly has anything else she wants to say, but I've really enjoyed this because this is so important and so needed. So, but Callie, by all means, please. Yeah, really the last question we have for you today is, is there anything else that you would like to tell us about? Anything, maybe advice for people that are feeling kind of stuck right now where they are? Um, anything at all? Is there anything else that you would like to tell us about today? Yeah, I think um, 
just speaking, you know, to fellow nurses and healthcare providers, I think there's a lot coming out about all of the system changes that are needed. And yes, there's a million system changes that are needed in healthcare, but system changes we know take time. So I think in the meantime, what can we do? I think we need to just realize that we're only as good to our patients, our family members, our coworkers, as we are to ourselves. So if you can do one thing today, one thing, you know, to slow down, think about just slowing down, assessing what you need and engage in something, even if it's for a moment, because you'll definitely feel better. And once you feel better, you get that intrinsic motivation to change and sustain uh, caring for yourself at work. Awesome. Well said. Absolutely. Thank you, Kathy. Really appreciate this. I think uh, Callie always does a great job in our podcast. Um, and uh, I appreciate everybody on our team. But what's really wonderful is when you meet people such as yourself and your business partner who are doing these incredibly beautiful things to help people who need it the most. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the work that you're doing to improve uh, health care. It's really important work.